The SportsZilla Show starts now. It's the scarf of Jericho. Try it on, man! I wore a Giants scarf today, even though it's not nearly cold enough for a scarf yet, to troll Matt. So now we're going to be scared of someone wearing a scarf? It was a stupid idea from Bad Creative. A little bit of the bubbly. In the sun. A little bit of the bubbly. All night long. A little bit of the bubbly. Here I am. Bears eats. Bubbly. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. And the glue guy, Matt, with a little bit of the bubbly today. Matt, push the tempo, buddy. I can't. Push the tempo. I can't. <laughs> push the tempo. We were singing push the tempo and trying to figure out who that was. Push the tempo. Push the tempo. Push the tempo. Push the tempo. It's one of those EDM things. It's like an earworm. And now we're going to be saying it the rest of the day. That's exactly what Basement happened. Basement Jacks, maybe? That's exactly what happened. What an obscure band, an obscure song that for some reason we both knew and both just started singing and now we can't stop. I was uh, in it like Chemical Brothers at the same time, Crystal Method. It's, it was in that realm of that that time frame of EDM. It's, it's gone a little bit different now. Now it's all trap music, and that's even infiltrated everything. Want a glow stick, man? No, I'm good. We have glow sticks at, at the house, at my house, though. And my son actually busted one open the other day. So there's like little specks of neon green all over the floor, the hardwood floors, and into the kitchen. You've been in my house before. But there's little droplets of it everywhere. He snapped it in half, and he was like, whoa, I thought it was a great idea to start waving it around. And we're like, no, you can't get that in your mouth. It's toxic. Dude, Woodstock 99, I was in the hangar for Fat Boy Slim. I was there, too. Outstanding. We didn't know each other at that time, though. I was also there. It was killer. It was just fantastic. There were so many people. So many that people. Was so much fun. That was a party. That was a legitimate. Yeah, yeah. That was a party. Take a deep breath, Scoop. It's time to talk some Major League Baseball because, I mean, it was you said it too. It was on the Today Show, and we're talking about the fact that the Astros are the Cheatriots. <laughs> What's up with that? I can't with you. Huh? Matt is shaking his head. For those of you not yet available to watch us on Twitch, I just because can't. we're not on yet. We will be. Matt is shaking his head in utter disgust. He is SMHing right the, now. The fact that you even put it on the show map is what kills me. Yeah, believe it or not, for those listening that have been catching the Sportzilla show or listening to the podcast, which is available at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and on SoundCloud, and of course in the ESPN Syracuse social media timelines and ours. Well, well, well. On the, well, on the Today Show now, to be fair, I think they referenced... Tom Brady and the Cheatriots yeah. and Deflate Gate when they did this whole story this morning about the Astros. Yeah, man. You're Cheatriots. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, am I right? That's nuts. Hey, that's NASCAR, man. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Turn left. Just turn and left. Just driving really fast and turn left. It's a similar type of thing. That's really where we want to go with this. Because that was what happened with them, right? They were. Every, you kind of assume everybody's trying to steal pitches and things like that, but the level that they were going to to do this, and apparently it's been confirmed by somebody within the organization. I think it was a former player, right? I know it was. Have, it was uh, the pitcher. Yeah, the, it was uh, Mike Fears. Mike Fears. Yeah. So they had cameras basically, and it was only in the home games, but back in 2017. But you have to suspect if it was working then, haven't they been doing it since? 
Well, I think they, they just stop all of a sudden. I think they're doing it. I think other teams are doing it. And part of the whole story with reference to the Cheatriots is they also this morning referenced, which I had forgotten, Bill Belichick with the cameras set up to uh, to steal the sign. Yes. And I had, like, just forgotten about that. But, look, baseball has had a long-standing thing that you're not allowed to use technology in the game. You know, you're, you're – we had the Red Sox with an Apple Watch that was involved a couple of years ago. And the iPad. And you're not supposed to have iPads in the dugout. You know, and I, I often thought, well, why don't we see guys in the dugout of a baseball game like we see an NFL quarterback on the sideline with that little pad where they're playing back the plays to him? And don't, like, don't they all have an eye in the sky now, too, basically watching down and then communicating down to the coaches of what they're seeing? Does this prove why MLB is behind all the other leagues? I don't know. He's I, I, trying to deflect from the cheating scandal. You're dang right. Yeah. I, I do think there is this thing with Major League Baseball, the tradition. They appeal to tradition probably more than any other sport. And it's a thing. And I've talked to uh, old school baseball fans. And I go, well, what if they had an iPad in there and they could use that? No, no. They, the old school baseball fans I know get very vehemently angered when I even suggest that. And it's look, if you steal signs and you do it without a camera, you do it the old school way, yes, that's I, I think that's okay. It's the unwritten rule aspect, and there's a lot of them ah, in baseball. Geez. And some of them the are unwritten rule. I'm with you. I'm with you. Hello. Okay, boomer. Thank you. Get off my lawn, <laughs> millennial. No, the fact of the matter is, you, but you're right, though, because it's ridiculous. Some of these unwritten rules are respect the game and, you know, you hit a home run, you can't admire like bat it. flips. I have no issue with bat flips. Yeah, sometimes they're awesome. If if you don't want it to happen, don't allow a home run. Don't give up. I, I agree with that. I, I, I mean, I, I get it. You don't want a guy standing there for seven, eight seconds, which is an eternity if you're so watching. So then they a, throw at the guy. Yeah, that's the thing. Don't say anything. If it chaps your booty a little bit, just wait. He comes around in nine batters. Well, they throw at another batter, though, now. They don't wait till the guy comes around. They hit another batter. They, you know, I mean, it's like somebody else on the team's got to pay for your bat flip. That's that's part of the DH, no DH dilemma where in the National League, yeah, the guy hits you, he's coming back around, and you can hit him in theory. But if you're in the American League with the DH and you hit somebody, well, then they're throwing at your superstar not necessarily the pitcher facing the retribution. But we digress. Yes. Look, I don't think it's cool that the Astros did this. I do think it's cheating. There's rumors that the Yankees might do something like this. I know there was another team mentioned. I think it's much more widespread. Nonsense. The Yankees aren't doing that. I don't even know where you You went. should not be allowed to use a camera set up in center field to steal signs that is beaming... A, a video feed to just inside the dugout where guys are huddled around and they're trying to figure out, you know, when the catcher is calling for a, a slider there's or a certain, breaking ball. There's certain guys that are just on another level and they are able to detect from small little movements or changes in a pitcher's rhythm what might be coming. And at least. They can predict it, not 100%, but they're relatively accurate. They can tell you if it's a fastball, if it's going to be off speed, things like that. But, but if the pitcher is using the same motion over and over again for a certain pitch, you can go, okay, I see what's going to happen. But in the, but in the same respect, 
there's there's always been some cheating. Like, for example, I always just assume that there's pine tar somewhere on the guy's person. Like, it's under the hat. It's inside of the glove. It's inside of the palm of the glove. It's somewhere. And they're getting that advantage. But you don't get caught. Gaylord Perry, I mean, there was slobber and snot and sweat and... Just all of that. And Who was the Yankee that had it like all over his arm and it was blatant? Uh, that, it was a couple of years ago. It was uh, Pineda. Yes. Michael Pineda. Yeah, I mean, but you see it, and you see it all the time, but it's just don't make it obvious. They all kind of know that. But then you flip to this nonsense with the Astros, and I think part of the reason this is blown up is because A.J. Hinch, their manager, has been so arrogant with some of his statements to people in the media. I know you've seen it on social media. You've read about it. It's been followed up since this news broke basically yesterday. And I think it's rubbing people the wrong way. He was so arrogant about it was their brilliant analytics and the way he manages and everything else. Well, no, you clearly have been Bill Belichicking this th- same thing and being a cheatriot like the New England Patriots of the National Football League. And that might have helped you win a World Series. The funniest thing about this whole story to me is we have this high-tech camera thing going on with, you know, it's in center field beaming the catcher signs to this TV inside the dugout. And then the very low-fi step of banging on a garbage can lid or whatever it is, banging on a trash can to signal the batter that that pitch is coming. Or allegedly they were whistling in certain instances. They were whistling. You would hear a whistle randomly, and that was the sign to let them know. There's so your, no one else in the stadium is whistling. You know what I mean? Well, you got to have a you, there's a certain way you whistle, a certain way you bang on the trash can. You whistle while you work. In this case it's pitching and throwing a baseball they, really they fast. Got, they have to take this out of the game. If you want to steal pitches and get, you know, steal tipped pitches the old-fashioned way without TV and without an Apple Watch or an iPad, I think it's okay. But they, they got to put this out of the game. There's attendance is already falling drastically for baseball. TV viewership is falling. The last thing this sport needs is an attack on its credibility with regards to cheating. You're right. May I reference Aaron Judge, the judge number ninety nine in the New York Yankees? Who they're not cheating. I don't. It might be other teams, but they're not cheating. Okay. Sports Center. Tweets, former Houston Astros pitcher Mike Fires. Mike Fears, Fires? How are we pronouncing that? I, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, we should have asked. It was uh, with Detroit and uh, I believe Oakland. And he told his teammates that this was going on. Right. Needless to say, Sports Center reports that last night this tweet comes out that told the Athletic that the team used Cameron center fielder of the championship run in 2017, blah, blah, blah. Aaron Judge quotes the tweet, wait, dot, 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 what, dot, 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 dot. Question mark. That's a, a pretty prominent name in the game. I mean, he's a superstar in the game now. Going, what's going on here? So I, I use that. that. That's a non-story, though. Really, I mean, like that became that became a story, a headline in sports media today. And he said two words. He said two words. But wait a minute. The reason I brought it up is because I am a Yankees fan. And I have blind faith. And they're doing it too. And Aaron Judge, because of that tweet, is that not proof, Matt? Glue guy. What? That the Yankees cheats. The, if the Yankees, if the, if, if the Yankees are cheating, Aaron Judge There's is, no if. Aaron Judge is certainly not aware of it. 
Where is your proof? I see. I am at least giving Aaron you. Judge is certainly not aware. I am of at it. least giving you a completely. So if you're completely guilty, wouldn't you go along and go? Oh my God. I didn't realize that the uh, soda spilled in the kitchen. Oh, you're playing a little reverse psychology yeah. here. Look, I think everybody in the league knows this is going on. This is just becoming a part of the public consciousness of the game. Public is getting aware that this is happening. Players know this has been going on for a while in one way, uh, one shape or another. And look, they gotta they gotta clamp down on this. It's a bad look, bad optics. I have two tidbits on Major League Baseball to close out our segment here. The baseball writers ballot, Derek Jeter, Abreu, Jason Giambi, Cliff, Derek Cheater, Cliff Lee, Josh Beckett. <laughs> Don't get me started on a Susan Walden. Alfonso Soriano, Paul Canerco, Adam Dunn. Derek Jeter's a no-brainer. I don't know if he gets 100%, but he's in. Who else after that? Those are a lot of guys that are eh, maybes. I don't think there's another slam dunk on there. Maybe I'm wrong. And I, I think it's for some injury reasons and some maybe PED reasons and shorter careers than necessary. I mean, there's some numbers there. It, look, if you're going to be upset about guys taking PEDs and don't want them to be in the Hall of Fame because that's cheating, maybe you should be upset about them using technology to steal pitches and signs. They've just got to get past the whole PED thing and just realize, all right, everybody realizes it was in that era of baseball and move and on. And the owners were complicit. They wanted Sosa and McGuire. The second thing I wanted to just leave you with here is the San Diego Padres have released in the last couple of days that the Brown is back, and they've got the new uniforms, and they are spectacular. Taking you back to the era of Dave Winfield and, and players like that. Remember when Dave Winfield was a Padre? That's where he started his career. Wow, yeah, that's a flashback. Remember those brown uniforms? They've, they've tweaked them and modernized them a bit, but the color scheme is the same and I do have to give credit where it's due to Paulie Sibilia. That's his favorite team. And I even I, I think I tweeted him, texted him, said it to him on the phone. I'm like, those are fire. They're awesome. They do look sharp. I like them. Yeah, big time. I'm, I'm gonna. I kind of want to see a Padres game now just to see those uniforms. I just want to see those uniforms. But all next year, that's- if, if this was Japan, that would already be sold to UPS, and they'd have a logo <laughs> on, the, on the uniform. I don't know if you've ever seen some of the uniforms over there. Yeah. They, you know, they've got to have some kind of a, a plan with UPS has got to jump on board. What can Brown do with, for you? Because yeah, Brown is back. I don't know what it is. Natural tie in. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the SportsZilla Show. NFL's next. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Saturday, it's the Burdick Toyota football post-game show. Join Seth Everett for a recap of SU versus Duke and hear Dino Babers' post-game press conference. And you can call in with your take on the game. Colin Kaepernick is getting a workout. All 32 teams have been invited, taking place on Saturday. The traditional workout day is on Tuesday. For some reason, they're going to do this on a Saturday. Obviously, a lot of head coaches and GMs might not necessarily be able to be there to attend. But now reports are that this is actually to scout him for next year as opposed to this year. Cowboys say they will be there. He said, I'm getting word from my representative. This is Colin Kaepernick on Twitter that the NFL League office reached out to them about a workout in Atlanta on Saturday. I've been in shape and ready for this for three years, and I cannot wait to see the head coaches and GMs on Saturday. 
Adam Schefter reported the quarterback's representative representatives did ask for it to place to take place on Tuesday, which is a more common workout day. So more would have a chance to attend. The NFL did decline the request to change that to a Tuesday. It's a little easier earlier in the week for these guys to get a little bit of time for something like this, or if they have to travel. Is it is it a hoax? Is it is it just are they just humoring everybody? Well, Matt said yesterday to me when we had a conversation about this that, and I agree with him that this is probably the part result of that lawsuit. Uh, of the NFL settling or trying to acquiesce. They have to save face. Uh, legally to Collins, lawyers, and legal team. They provide him a workout. Uh, a lot of the teams, somebody will actually go, but I bet you the league's already agreed that nobody's going to sign him. See, we're not blackballing him. We're giving him a workout. We're totally giving him a chance. It sure looks good, but it's not really what's happening. Well, it's so fishy because, look, I, I do worry about his skills diminishing over three years, perhaps. But for three years, when you guy you got guys like Brian Hoyer starting for teams and Fitch, Fitz Magic is back. Every, how many more teams are going to believe in Fitz Magic? It is, it, it's, but Magic they, is not real, people. It, it's an illusion. They're fooling you and you don't like it. He does that for Magic two games. Magic has won two games in a row, baby. He, he, right, exactly. He does that for a couple games and then it just disappears. Smart guy, I get it. He went to Harvard and I understand that. And that beard is nice. Smart enough to keep getting himself some jobs. Yeah, the beard is fantastic. Listen, Colin Kaepernick's scoop is not necessarily going to have the speed he might have had a few seasons ago. But still very mobile, and he still had an arm. He could throw a football. I highly, he's going to be thirty. I think he's thirty-two or about to be thirty-two. He's not thirty-seven. I'm, I'm sure he could still be a productive, above-average quarterback. Everybody that says he was garbage, you're misinformed. If you actually go back and look at his numbers, and then compare it to some of the names you just brought up or others, um, Colin Kaepernick is is and was a capable NFL quarterback, and I'm sure he still is. He takes it seriously. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that is just people who are mad at him about, right. you know, the anthem thing. And so it fits their narrative that, he, well, his skills are diminished and, he, you know, he's not any good anymore. But look at the quality of quarterback play we've had, like, in places like Jacksonville, you know. I mean, we, there are teams that could use a decent quarterback. Are his skills really that diminished? No, he's just a, he's a hot potato that n- nobody in the league wants. Now maybe it's cooled off enough. Enough. Maybe somebody will take a a shot with him. Can I make a sports joke slash football pun? I wish you wouldn't, but go ahead. I'm going to. Nobody has the sack to sign him. No, that was an okay pun. I'm gonna. I'm okay and comfortable with that because it works. It also applies to what happens to him. There's uh, three exa- teams that I think could sign him to be a backup: the Chiefs, the Ravens. And the Browns. You didn't disagree with me, though, did you? No, I didn't. Would you look at them if you're on the Browns? Yeah, why not? What were your other two? Uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs. Sure. Because the starting quarterback has the same kind of skill set that Kaepernick has. So as a backup, you're suggesting to Pat Mahomes, because he's not going to start over Pat Mahomes. No, but Pat Mahomes is injured. Mm, true. Prone. And you mean, true. is there some sort of uh, rule, NFLPA thing, that he couldn't be on a practice squad? It's a great question. I don't know. I do not know the rule book that well. I don't understand. I think they need to have under three years' experience to be on the practice squad. Okay. I think. So he's too much service Correct. time is ultimately what that amounts to. 
Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. It's Rain and Scoop and the glue guy, Matt, in the studio talking about the NFL. As you heard, Seth Goldberg in the Syracuse Sports Center to kick things off about 25 minutes ago. Adam Gase's job is safe. We were talking about this yesterday. They're saying that he's safe through next season, through 2020. All you got to do is be horrible, then just beat the Giants. Just beat the team that we share this building with. And you're okay. But is that really true? No. Is he really safe? It's giving him a chance to keep his locker room for the rest of this season and see if they can see what they have. It wasn't so long ago that you would hear people say that when management came out and publicly supported you as a coach, that your days were numbered, that you were soon to be whacked. Now, look. We got a long way to go in this season. You know, Gase could still screw this up worse than it's already been. Oh, yeah, he absolutely could. And I wonder, and maybe I'm making an excuse because I'm a Giants fan, but I thought it was interesting. NFL Research put out this tweet. Saquon Barkley finished today's game, meaning the other game, with the one rushing yard on 13 carries. Not only is this his career low in rushing yards, it's the fewest rushing yards by any non-quarterback on 10-plus carries since Reggie Bush had negative five. If you remember that, I do. Uh, that was 11 carries week nine of 2006 over the Buccaneers. It was, I, I played a guy in fantasy, and he was so angry that he had Reggie Bush starting because he had negative points. So you remember that? Yeah. But is he still hurt? Did he come back too soon? Or is Shermer just not utilizing the right way? Or is it to the point where with uh, Sterling Shepard being out, Evan Engram being out and injury prone, the offensive line is better but not drastically better? I think that's your problem with the Giants right there. It's the same thing that the the Browns are dealing with, and obviously uh, we for, hope that the offensive lines for both those teams would be better, and they are not. And uh, Daniel, you also have Danny Pennies as your quarterback, Daniel Jones, who is having some issues holding on to the ball. He's fumbling the ball and he's throwing it away quite a bit. So turnovers, protecting the ball has been a problem. I'm chuckling and smiling and. Colin Kaepernick may get a look from the Giants. Gonna let Scoop take it from there. Yeah, he might. You think that's is that is that what they do? Is that what the Giants do? I think that he's shown enough that he's the future of the Giants. I'm talking about Daniel Jones. After after Pat Shermer gets fired, which of the reject Browns coaches will you will you hire next? Oh, you're back on that. Sam Ritigliano might be available. Uh, Todd Bowles maybe. (laughs) A Jets and Browns reject. Okay, (laughs) maybe they can hire Adam Gates next year. Legitimately, legitimately. When he gets fired, because he's going to get fired inevitably, and it's not going to be that far into the future, who is, Matt, because you are an NBA NFL guy. Those are your two teams. Who is somebody legitimately, give me a name, possibly, that could be the next Giants head coach? Belichick. It won't happen, <laughs> but Belichick is an actual name you can throw out there. That, you, that it won't happen. Real, a realistic one, a more realistic one. It is possibly realistic. How? If Brady retires or leaves... Does Bill want to stick around? Maybe not. Is there something to this Brady leaving nonsense? And I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think it's but, pe- but if after if Adam Schefter is saying it, there's probably a good source there, aka his agent or himself. Yeah, it's true because you know you get sources and you know people and you know things They're like we know something that's going to happen having to do with the world of hockey that we can't say anything about because we can't divulge our sources and it's just. It just kills you to know this stuff. But Josh McDaniels, he could be a candidate. Why would you want him? 
I don't know. I don't know why people even hire. Can you give me a better option than him? I don't think he's head coach material. Freddie Kitchens. No. Freddie Kittens. I said legitimate. <laughs> uh, Bill Cower. No, oh, come on. You guys are clowns. See, I I, I wish the Browns would have got Bill Cower maybe three, four, five years sure. ago. But they couldn't lure him out of that TV booth and all that TV money, which I don't know why you'd want to leave Me neither. TV and rather uh, do these 16-hour days that these guys got to do. It was no different than the A-Rod might become a manager thing that we were hearing for a little while right there. Oh, uh, but- How about uh, the Redskins coach, the old Redskins coach, Gruden? What's his name? Ch- Chucky's brother? Yeah. That guy? Yeah. No, I don't want him. How about Rex or Rob Ryan? Oh, come on. Yeah, there you go. You guys are trolling me, and it's not even on the internet. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. kind of. <laughs> All right. Last thing, on the, realistic? last thing on the NFL. Lamar Jackson. He's got a lot of critics. Maybe you could dig up Paul Brown. Dual threat quarterback. All right, stay with me on this. Stay with me yeah, on I'm this. I'm a skeleton coach. The don't, team. Be, don't be serious. Okay, I don't care who the next coach <laughs> of the Giants is. Lamar Jackson. Tom Coughlin. Oh, all right, I'd be fine with that. No, I, I'm okay with that. But it's not realistic. No, it's not. No, it's not. If you take out the Dolphins and the Bengals wins, as far as Lamar Jackson is concerned, and you ignore the rushing production, put extra emphasis on his worst game, downplay beating Russell Wilson and Tom Brady by giving too much credit to Baltimore's number 15 defense, then and only then will you see that Lamar isn't good. When is he going to get the credit that he's due. Right now, he is performing as a top-tier quarterback in the NFL, but he's not being taken seriously. People go, yeah, he's really good. Wow, look at him, his ability to run. Look at his ability to throw. But he's not getting the credit he deserves, in my opinion. Well, I don't think it was until the playoff run that Patrick Mahomes had last year that people thought he was legitimate. You can't? They go, oh, that won't ever uh, translate into the playoffs. And he had the Patriots on the ropes in the AFC Championship game. It was only until then people went, okay, he's good. You can't win the Super Bowl without a traditional quarterback. Well, I don't. That's not going to be the case. We're going to look seasons down the road. We're going to look back and see that there's a lot of dual threat quarterbacks that are going to win Super Bowls. He's still got to prove it to me. You got to remember, I watched the Browns beat the living tar out of him. <laughs> I think when he uh, faces a defense, a really good defense, he's going to have problems. And these running quarterbacks. You know, look, they they get spanked. They get hurt. True. We, we don't even want to run the ball anymore in the NFL. No. Running backs are like uh, endangered species. You know, we don't, we don't want to do that anymore because those guys get hurt. And so a running quarterback, it's the same thing. They want you to stay in the pocket and throw the ball. They don't want you to be Baker Mayfield. It's great if you can't. But how long can you play that way and not be decapitated? And also offensive linemen hate scrambling quarterbacks because they think they got a good pocket for the guy and all of a sudden he's to your left you don't see it and he's getting sacked or, or and then you're getting yelled at or they have to move <laughs> the pocket or move with the pocket and they're some bigger guys and not they're not looking behind them they're looking ahead not all of them are really inclined to run around it's more stay stationary be laterally quick but not necessarily uh, move distances because they get winded we're going to take a break on the sportszilla show up next Dion waiters Hughes basketball, and then we'll probably bounce over to the NBA. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Oh, it pains me to have to talk about this, but we have to talk about this. The Knicks got blown out by the Bulls. Kobe White, 
Went to North Carolina. Fantastic basketball player. Ridiculous what he did in the fourth quarter. He, uh, I think we make seven three pointers in the fourth quarter of that game. Just a Bulls at, record. A Bulls record for a rookie in the fourth quarter. Something ridiculous like that, but they just buried the Knicks. Can I just say that this is karma on your part? Because you made fun of Jack Perrin that we've had on about the Knicks beating the Bulls. Oh man, Knicks are so great. And then they lose to the Bulls a couple weeks later. Huh? What? I was giving Kobe White love when we talked to him not too long ago. Yeah, but you rubbed it in his face that you guys won. I didn't rub it in his face. Yes, you did. You're ex- you're embellishing. I am not. I I enjoyed the win. <laughs> I don't know if I. I'm enjoying this. This is just no, no. You see, this is fake news because I was ripping on the Patriots in our earlier segment. So you're just giving me the business. <laughs> okay. I'm allowed to do that. What you're talking is just complete and utter nonsense. See, you accuse the other person. Of what you yourself are doing. Didn't you learn this in the most recent episode of South Park? That was the point of the whole thing. And if you're really paying attention out there in the world, it seems to be working. You would think that anyone who has raised a teenager would know this ploy. And yet it seems to completely uh, be lost on some people. Okay, can I try to deflect from that? There might be some substance to what you said, Glue Guy, but the fact is... I also think maybe it has a little to do with the Porzingis trade because they cleared the deck. Looking, this old thing? They cleared the deck. There's a there's an article I'm reading on it. It's current right now because it's a regrettable trade. After the fact, with all of the crap with Porzingis, who is a diva, his brother's his agent, his brother's a PETA, a pain in the you-know-what. Fact of the matter is... He ultimately backed off of the trade demand and said if a trade didn't happen, he would have remained with the Knicks and seen what could happen. He does, when healthy, have elite-level talent, is a game-changing player in the NBA, and would certainly have changed the course of who they signed this year, who they didn't sign this year, how they constructed that roster, and everything moving forward. I'm not saying they wouldn't still be bad, but I think they would be a little bit better, and that would also take David Fisdale off the hot seat because they wouldn't have the worst record in the conference. Scoop, that's Which, a lot of what-ifs, isn't it? Of course it's what-ifs. What else do I have? I don't even have hope for the Knicks. I don't even have that. As a fan of a team, you want hope. You just want to know that there's a chance. Maybe they'll get better. I, I said if they were 500 it would be like breaking the all-time season wins record for me to watch the Knicks. Just to be a competent NBA team, they are nothing close to that. It's terrible to watch. Can I give you hope? The first overall pick, that's what you're hoping for. Oh, I know, that's unfortunate. Look, you've, you've got uh, Dallas ahead, Charlotte, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Spurs, Nets, Rapsters, Sixers, Celtics, uh, taking you up to December 1st. In theory... Some winnable games in there. You should be able to beat Cleveland. Wait a minute. You you understand with you you know when a team is tanking, okay? The Knicks actually signed some players and thought that they would improve this year. They are not intending to tank. You knew the tank was on last year. This year, no. They expected to be better. They actually expected I mean, they throw this ridiculous press conference with Perry and Mills because of Dolan and the performance of the team so far, which basically threw Fisdale under the bus. 
they they thought that they would win more games than this. You see how they were hanging around? With, They're tanking with, without trying to tank. That's how bad they They are. were hanging around with Fisdale uh, like they were buddies at, at Bulls game. It's just terrible. It's it's embarrassing to watch. And I almost wish they would, at this point, put him out of his misery. So who's the next Knicks coach? Oh, we're going to do this game now? Oh, sure. Oh, great. Who, Cotton, Adam Gase is going to be the next Knicks coach? Cotton Fitzsimmons is... Remember Cotton Fitzsimmons who used wow. to coach the Suns? You're going to throw ridiculous names at me? I think he passed away a long time ago, actually. Who else? Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Penny Hardaway, because he's a boaster and can't recruit anybody. Let's get him to the Knicks. He was a Nick at one point. Why not? Clyde Frazier is going to come out of the broadcast booth. Clyde Drexler, too. Clyde Drexler, yeah, that guy, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Car- Carmelo's free. Carmelo's free. Carmelo still wants to be a player. Can't you guys give me he one? He would be a player coach. Can I get one? That's nonsense, too. It would be funny, though. No. You know he would. No, that would be terrible. Why? You go back to ISO ball, it would be even worse than it is now. It would be like the Washington Generals. It would. That's going back a few days. I'd rather watch the Globetrotters. Why don't they just cut everybody on the roster, bring in the Globetrotters? At least it'll be entertaining. They might not win, but it'll be entertaining because it's obviously not the NBA game. Because the NBA will actually play defense against the Globetrotters? That's probably true. <laughs> this is te- It's terrible. Dion Waiters, guys. Dion Waiters. Let's talk with Cuse. And, of course, we got some comment with Jim Beheim yesterday when we had him on for a few minutes Ten game suspension because of the CBD gummies. His mom even came out in a New York Post article and defended her son's honor. What's going on with him though? Like, why is he making these boneheaded decisions? Does is he sabotaging things in Miami because he wants out of there? I wonder if that might be part of it. Is Jimmy Butler a bad influence? Is Jimmy Butler a bad influence? I mean, there's a lot of questions, but he. I mean, he signed a big deal down there, four years, fifty something million dollars. He's getting paid. Pretty good player. He'd gotten better. It seemed like he'd matured. He's always been very talented. But I wonder why this is happening. Does he not want to be there? I think a lot of these athletes, sometimes they uh, have been sheltered and protected throughout their lives. And the pressure gets to you. And if you have any sort of mental issue or anything, you you can just crack. I think they're... I think there's something going on with the guy. He just needs a break. The 10 games will probably be good for his mind to clear his mind, get his goals set, get his focus back. Why is he gobbling a bunch of CBD gummies? Why is he doing that anyways? I mean, I, I understand it's supposed to help with pain or whatever, but I think there's a deeper issue going on here. Just like I thought with uh, Antonio Brown, there's a deeper issue, something going on, something really troubling the soul of this man. Definitely, I think that there is. Just because you make a bazillion dollars doesn't mean you're a happy person. It can't be anything else. It just can't. Listen, we want to stay on the subject of basketball, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and do that. Because Evansville, Evansville beat Kentucky, the number one team in the nation. And so they we, got paid to do so. So we can talk, <laughs> talk some smack about Calipari. Next, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Lights on the lake underway this week at Onondaga Lake Park. Liverpool tonight, the dog walk tomorrow night. The veterans and active and former military, retired military, uh, get to do the first night of the drive through for free, which is a pretty cool thing. Lightsonthelake.com. 
for information. You could also uh, capture your memories while there in the Country Max photo booth. I think they got Dunkin' Donuts there, too, yep. if you want to look at it. So two bucks, uh, if you donate, to, and you can walk your dog through, benefits Humane CNY. I've got three puppies, you know. You, you, my puppies like you, too. My dog's like you. Yeah, remember when the dog just like literally chewed my shoe apart while I was sitting there and I didn't realize it till I stood up and like the sole just fell off of the thing. I'm like, well, what? Well, your dog just ate my shoe and I was wearing it. You want to come over for Thanksgiving again yeah, this year? Absolutely. That's what it was. He came over for Thanksgiving and he's just sitting there. And my dog's just gnawing on the sole of his boots. I was like, oh, you got to put like a Walmart bag or something around it. Unbelievable. I'm like, but he doesn't chew any of our shoes, but he chewed your shoe. I don't know why that is. Maybe he spilled some sauce on it or something like it's that. Because I smell good. Yeah. You do to a dog. So I was looking <laughs> at ESPN Syracuse scoop. We're officially in the show lineup on the Twitter page. I kind of like that. Seth Everett, centers of attention, Orange Nation in the booth. ESPN Sports is in there. Great lead in for on the block, in my humble opinion. Home of Syracuse Crunch, Cuse Women's Basketball, and the New York Football Giants. And we will be twitching very soon. Twitch TV slash Cuse Sports Talk. Uh, that's uh, they're testing it out because we're so special. We have our very own studio. But do you know what happened yesterday? That won't, that won't rub anyone the wrong way at all. What I just said? Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I'm bragging. There's a humble brag. Mister Krabs, our, our our boss, the owner of Galaxy, loves us. We we just have different circumstances. That's all it is. I mean, come on. We're not special. We don't have our own studio. Other people use the studio. Okay, is that better? That's better. I, I smell I, like a dog. We need our own studio. I covered it up. Evansville was 0 and 33 on the road against AP top 25 teams. Kentucky was 39 and 0 as AP number one at home versus unranked non-conference teams. Kentucky had not lost as a number one against an unranked non-major conference team since 1950. And Evansville beat Kentucky at Rupp Arena. It was a pay-to-play game, ninety thousand dollars, massive upset. There's no way to undersell that. Massive. Oh, I feel so bad for John Calipari. Oh, if ever there was a guy that loves to hear himself talk, it's that so guy. So terrible that that happened to John Calipari, who's been a snake since his UMass days. He gets, he's like, everybody loves Calipari and everybody craps on Bayheim, and I'm biased. I don't care. I just don't understand it. I, I mean... In major Division One college basketball programs, one dude should have his finger on the pulse of everything. The buck stops with the head coach. But some of the stuff that Calipari does, I just think that he's more shady than what they accuse others of. And I'm, I'm not just saying Syracuse basketball with some of the issues over the years, but it's nonsense. Well, it's you know, terrible. they have got in trouble before. Yeah. I've been uh, in Rupp Arena. It's it's. A church of basketball to some extent, the banners everywhere. Uh, but I don't know. That guy just rubs me the wrong way. Absolutely. He's not a and genie in a bottle at all. There are people on this network that just fawn over him yes. and the ass kissery is embarrassing. It's, it's insufferable. It really is. Great thing that happened though. A great part of this upset by Evansville over Kentucky is the fact that Walter McCarty, who won the national championship with Kentucky as a player in 96, was the coach of that team, and he's now rocking a fantastic beard nonetheless. It was so good to see. He was in the locker room just celebrating with his teammates, Scoop. We got 10 seconds before the break. 
huge win, and I don't think anybody expected it. If I was smart, I would have put some money in Evansville. Imagine how rich I'd be today. Amazing. The Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1.